The Heart of Grief is a program by Certified Grief Recovery Specialists Lori Penner and Brian McGee. Brian and Lori are not professional counselors. They do not offer therapy. If you are experiencing a crisis, please reach out to your local emergency or healthcare providers. What Lori and Brian offer in this podcast is an authentic, personal familiarity with the pain of loss and a straightforward approach to recovery that has proven transformative in the lives of thousands of grievers. As proud sponsors of the Grief Recovery Method programs, Martin Brothers Funeral Chapels in Lethbridge, Alberta are pleased to partner with Brian and Lori to bring you this podcast. We hope our listeners will discover genuine, practical help and encouragement. So, Lori, here we are for Episode 7. We're recording this on September 14th, 2020. And Lori, last week, your best friend's husband died. You also had anniversaries of two other very difficult losses. That was a hard week for you. When I asked you at the time how you were doing, you told me you had decluttered the house and washed all the drapes. Then you tagged on a summary comment. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, that was quite the difficult week for sure. I absolutely remember. It was keep busy. Yep. In our last episode, we discussed that common tendency that we all have to look for relief from the sorrows of loss through distracting busyness. Keep busy is sort of the mother of all distractions. Today, we're going to expand that idea to discuss the wide variety of activities we refer to as STURBs, short-term energy-relieving behaviors. So how did you learn busy equals better, Lori? Well, my experience was around being lazy. So if I wasn't busy doing something productive, I was being lazy. As I grew up, there was that voice reminding me I had to always be accomplishing something, whether it was cleaning something or doing something that was useful and contributed to the family. I recently realized another way I avoid the lazy label. I used to enjoy reading for enjoyment, but over the last 10 years or so, if I'm going to read, it has to be to learn something. No point in wasting time, also known as being lazy, reading for fun. I learned that people noticed when I worked long hours. At one point, it could be 60 hours a week. If that doesn't scream keeping busy, I don't know what does. So you learned lazy is bad, busy is good. When we break down the effect of busyness and grief, it begins with distraction. We feel a need to refocus our thoughts away from the sadness of loss or the regrets associated with a change or ending in our lives. Busy provides that distraction. Then there's the matter of excess emotional energy. We feel a buildup of percolating and pressurized feelings without any way to bring relief. Pouring ourselves into busy activity seems to take the edge off and provide us with some emotional pressure release. Then there is the short-term aspect. The benefits don't last. At the end of the busy project or day, there lies waiting for us the same sadness, regret, and loneliness. And then finally, there's the term activity. It's not just the traditional busy that comes from employment or home projects that we turn to. This is why we use the term short-term energy-relieving behaviors. The relief we're talking about can be found in a whole host of different activities, work, play, 
education, exercise, volunteering, hobbies. Yes, there are some very common ones, such as binge-watching Netflix, eating a tub of ice cream, retail therapy, just to name a few. For me, I didn't even realize what I was doing and the why until a discussion during one of our groups on STURBS. After two significant losses in a short period of time, I would sit on the couch in the evening with my iPad and scroll through many different sites. I would also browse through Amazon, looking at one thing I'd heard about, and then there would always be suggestions, what others looked at, so off I went. I would add so many of them to my cart, thankfully with no intention of purchasing any of them. Three hours, or sometimes longer, I realized that my cart had upwards of 80 things in it. I would delete everything from the cart and usually head to bed. What I realized during that group discussion was that during this, there was a reprieve from the thinking and feeling the sadness about the great losses. What we know is STURBS can be as many and unique as the people choosing them. I think of some examples from our group. One person ended up buying 29 different purses in a very short period of time. Thanks, Lori, for sharing from your own experiences. The teaching that we share in our programs isn't just textbook learning. We share from our own personal experiences in the hopes that our listeners will be able to make a personal connection in that way. In our last episode on keeping busy, we acknowledged that the relief we receive from these activities is not a bad thing at all. You and I, a a number of years ago, had the opportunity to listen to a CBC radio interview with a grief consultant. And this grief expert referred to the kinds of things we're talking about as activities providing a breath of fresh air when it seems the wind has been knocked out of us. That sounds good, doesn't it? It does. And it's important to say that the activities themselves are not normally bad things. A nice run along the river, a freshly painted wall, a yummy chocolate snack, a tasty batch of pickles to give away, a fun game with good friends— These are great. When our desires for relief leads us into some destructive or addictive activity, or when we're going way overboard into something, that becomes a problem. But most STURBS are not bad activities and may provide us with some very positive benefits. So what's the problem with them then, Lori? Well, I think our listeners have already caught on. One problem is the short-term part, of course. These activities provide only temporary benefit. The stress is reduced, but only for a while. The second problem is the illusion created that we're making some headway towards addressing the source of the stress or our grief. The unresolved energy is generated from the regrets and unfinished business associated with the loss of any kind. The kind of activities we're talking about here have no beneficial effect on those things. So the pressure and the pain remain, perhaps right below the surface, but they remain and they weigh us down. Lori, we have deliberately designed our program episodes to be pretty short. We want to zero in on a particular matter, then suggest a summary thought and a simple step towards something better. Today's program has very similar content to our previous one. I'd like to suggest a very similar something to think about. Again, it's a question. When I'm totally honest with myself, Do I see any short-term energy-relieving behaviors in my activities? And if yes, what are they? It can be hard to be honest about this. Let me encourage our listeners with our Something to Do segment. To recognize the use of STURBS is not an admission of fault or flaw. 
it's becoming aware of the failure of one important thing to accomplish a different important thing. I say allow yourself the recognition of your stirbs for what they are and enjoy them for what they are. Take all the benefits of that long run or fun game or project or meal. Enjoy them for that breath of fresh air when it seems the wind has been knocked out of you. When you recognize unhealthy overindulgence in some activity, admit it and take steps to bring it into a healthier balance. In some instances, you may need help with this. Then commit to long-term relief. What STURBS cannot do, the grief recovery method process can do. As always, we'd love to hear directly from you and explain more about how our programs can make a real difference. Thanks, Lori. Providing guidance into that difference-making process is the motive behind everything we do at the Heart of Grief and comes from the heart of the Grief Recovery Institute. Our next episode is due to be released October 1st, 2020. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. As mentioned, we love to receive comments and questions from our listeners. We invite emails to feedback at theheartofgrief.com. If you'd like to send us paper mail, it can go to The Heart of Grief, care of 610 4th Street South, Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, T1J4P3. And of course, you can subscribe through your podcast service provider.